Hello and welcome to the So Here It Is podcast. My name is Anthony and I'll be your host. Before we go ahead and jump into this week's episode, go ahead and go grab a beverage, go grab some coffee, and then we'll hop right into this episode. There's nothing that hits harder than that first sip of coffee in the morning. Again, I hope you grab your beverages. Welcome back to the So Here It Is podcast. If you're a returning listener, if you are not and you are new, welcome to the So Here It Is podcast. Again, my name is Anthony. We're going to get this party started. Before we hop into this week's topic, though, let's go ahead and check in with you guys. How was this past week? Was it a great week? Was it a good week? Was it an awesome week? Was it a shit week? No matter what your week was, I hope if it was bad, we'll improve on it this week. If it was great, I hope that you have a repeat. As for my week, it was great. Work was phenomenal. School killed it this week. Smashed everything that I had a test in. Finished up some homework. We're now hitting the home stretch of this third semester of nursing school in the summer. And let me tell you, I cannot wait for it to be over. Some other things that happened this week. My son came back from visiting his grandparents for a week. So again, my son was gone probably since the middle of May. I believe it was May 14th. He left to go spend the summer with his mom. Flew back July 11th, but then wanted to go spend some time with his grandparents on his mother's side for about a week and a half, two weeks. So we let him go down there. He said he had a blast. He got to swim every day. He got to work on his tan. (laughs) Um, And then he came back to us, I believe it was Wednesday or Thursday of last week. Um, So having him back in the home kind of alters kind of what mine and my wife's schedule is. Um, but again, it was a great week. Uh, took him to football practice. He had a blast. And then we went down to the lake as a family, had a great time down Lake Havasu, spending time on the lake with, again, uh, my in-laws and some really close family friends out on the boat, having a good time. And this Arizona sun, if you've never been in it, it fucking hits different. I'm a very brown, complexed guy. Okay, I get very brown in the summer, and let me tell you, this fucking Arizona sun smacks different. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. This shit out here is real. It hurts, and I'm fucking burnt from my head down to my toes. My back is toasted. My stomach, I'm looking like a piece of bacon sizzling in a cast iron skillet. It's not pretty for my skin. It's painful (laughs) to fucking sleep. But I'll tell you what, these sunburns were definitely worth this weekend to have some good family time, some good quality time with, again, my wife, my son, my in-laws, and some really, really close family friends, which then leads me into what our topic is going to be this week. So let's go ahead and hop into 
fat now. So this week's episode, I want to do something a little bit different uh, than I've done in the last three episodes. The last three episodes, uh, I've gone over, you know, stress management, time management, uh, self-confidence and self-esteem and things of that nature. But again, I want to make this community um, comfortable and I want this to be a safe place for people to come to listen and hear things. And one way to help you guys feel safe and comfortable with this podcast is to get to know me a little bit. And I feel that with episode five, I owe it to you guys to at least give you guys a little bit of my background history to make you guys feel more comfortable and understand kind of where my thought process is, where I go with things and why I think the way I think and have the opinions that I have. So let's go ahead and hop into that. Uh, again, for those of you who know me, you guys probably already know some of my, some of this background history. Uh, so let this be a little bit of a refresher. Again, if you don't know me, then you're going to like some of this. Um, so let's hop right into it. Again, I've talked about my son in the last few episodes because uh, my son is one of the most important things in my life and by far probably the most important thing that has happened to me in my life outside of me meeting my wife and marrying my wife. Um, again, if you don't know, my son is 11 and turns 12 in November and I turned 29 this year. So again, if you do the math, carry the one, subtract the five, <laughs> uh, you can clearly add or subtract and see that I had my son when I was 17 years old. Yes. I was one of those kids that had a kid in high school. I was a kid having a kid. Um, and me and my son's mom uh, actually got pregnant when we were 16. Ended up having our son uh, when we were both 17. But some background history on that is I was a very, very wild, wild child. Growing up into my high school years, I... <laughs> did a lot of things, um, and experienced a lot of things as well. Um, and then ended up getting my girlfriend at the time, who is my son's mom pregnant. Um, it was around February of 2008, uh, when it went down in Chinatown, uh, a lot of things were going on during the time period. Uh, me and my son's mom at the time were together, but it was a very complex relationship, um, her parents had actually called the cops on me because we were young, dumb, thought we were madly in love and tried to run away together. Um, <laughs> um, so her parents ended up calling the cops on me as I was being young and trying to help her get away from her horrible life that she was having at home per her, of course, uh, looking back on it now, I don't think it was as bad as it was led on to believe or if it was even bad at all, I think it was just some very good strict parenting and being a rebellious 16 year old, both me and my son's mom, um, just wanted to rebel, I guess. Uh, so again, her parents called the cops on me should have been the red flag that we should have probably ended things. Uh, but again, we were young, we were done, we were rebellious. So we continued on with our relationship. Next thing you know, we are ditching school to see each other because she was not allowed to hang out with me or see me um, from that period on, uh, unless it was at school, uh, which her parents were 
definitely probably doing their best and being a parent now, I, I definitely would have probably done the same things and probably would have been even more strict <laughs> than her parents were. But again, next thing you know, um, we end up pregnant. Uh, I think we found out sometime in March, either late March or beginning of April of 2008. Um, and at this point in time, I'm spiraling in my life. I'm hanging out with the wrong person, um, getting into things, going out at night, um, doing things that kids and adults should not be doing at 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, no one ever wants to incriminate themselves, but I was doing bad things to say the least. Um, and that ended up pouring over to an incident that occurred on campus at school. Um, ended up getting suspended from school, got kicked off the football team. And while I'm suspended, I get this phone call and it's, Hey, I got some good news and some bad news. Now, mind you, my son's mom had been complaining of stomach problems and stomach issues over the last several weeks. Um, again, us being young and dumb, we never consider her being pregnant. So she ended up going to the doctor, goes with her mom, and she calls me after her doctor's appointment. And she's like, so I got some good news and I got some bad news. Good news is I'm not sick or ill. I say, oh, that's wonderful. That's great. I'm glad that you're not sick or ill. She then follows it up with, well, I kind of got a little bit of bad news. It's not really bad news, but it's not really good news. I'm pregnant. So I sit there and I look at it and I probably sat there on the phone for a good 30 minutes, just quietly crying realizing, oh, shit, my world is crashing down. You know, at 16 years old, what do you, what do you do? You know, you're suspended from school for breaking into cars. Um, you're kicked off the football team and football up to this point has been the entirety of your life. And then you get this call telling you, hey, bud, you're going to be a dad and you haven't even made it to your senior year of high school yet. You know, so I'm sitting there, fuck, you know, quietly crying. You know, how do I tell my parents? How do I tell my family? You know, how, how do I tell the individuals that I love that I'm becoming a statistic as horrible as that sounds. So after 30 minutes of quietly crying on the phone, Finally, my son's mom is like, all right, well, I'm going to let you go. I'll let you know when I get home. So that way you can come over and I'll show you like the ultrasound picture that she had gotten that day or whatever. So I'm sitting there uh, still crying, not knowing what the fuck I'm going to do. You know, and then my little sister comes in to my room and mind you me and my little sister were extremely close at the time so i look at her you know doing the best to stop my crying you know the <laughs> she's like are you are you good are you fine i'm like yeah uh so i got something really important to tell you and uh don't get upset and you can't go run your mouth 
she's like, okay, go ahead and, you know, let it, you know, tell me, tell me, run it. And I'm like, how do you feel about being an aunt? And she does this slow look back. Like, what did you just say? <laughs> I'm like, homegirl, you're going to be an aunt. Now shut up. Don't say anything. I just needed to get it off my chest. So the first person I tell is my little sister. And then later on in that day, I go over to my son's mom's house and she shows me the ultrasound and, you know, I get emotional again. I start crying again. Um, and then over the next several days, I just run it through my mind. Like, you know, who do I tell? I don't have friends at school that I can talk to because I'm still suspended from school. And, you know, it's a whirlwind of emotions. So I end up calling my older sister who was living in Texas at the time. She's the second person that I tell. And I tell her, you know, you're going to have to tell her mom because I, you know, I don't have the balls to do it at this point in time. But leave me on the phone. So we three-way my mom. My mom doesn't know that I'm on the phone. So my older sister tells my mom. My mom gets immediately upset, not because she's not happy about having a grandkid, but imagine being a parent and being told your 16-year-old child is going to be having a kid. You know, looking back on it again, I don't blame my mom for being distraught or being upset because, again, me now being a parent, if my son were to come to me and tell me that he was expecting a child, I'd, I'd be quite upset as well. So then I start slowly telling people in my family. Uh, the next group of people that I tell are my grandparents who helped raise me. I grew up in their house. I bounced between my grandparents' house and my mom's house. Um, like every year, every other year, or every two years, I'd bounce back between my grandparents' house and my mom's house. So next I tell my grandparents. And of course, as my grandparents, they're not too happy about me having a baby. And again, I don't fault anyone in my family for not being ecstatic, you know, popping poppers, getting balloons and wanting to throw a party or whatever. Again, because who wants to celebrate that their 16-year-old grandchild is having a baby? No one. Okay. So I tell them, I then have to tell the man that I've looked up to for a majority of my life, my uncle on my mom's side. And I tell him and I break the news to him. Looking at his reaction in his face hurts. Hurts. And it's not because, again, he wasn't extremely upset, but you could tell in his facial expressions. He's like, ah, but you just made life a little bit harder for yourself. But again, he was supportive. He was like, anything you need, I got you. You all have your back. Then again, I start slowly telling other individuals in my family. And then it gets to an easy point because we're just pregnant. All right. So we finish out our junior year. You know, we go to prom. You know, we go into summer. I miraculously get back on the football team, uh, which is a story for another time. And then we go into football season. You know, we go into the fall of my senior year, fall of 2008. Um, football season's going. My son's mom is looking more pregnant and pregnant every day. And then, boom, it happens. Um, November 4th, 12.52 a.m., my uh, 
my beautiful prince of a son is born. And then life gets real. You know, at, you know, at 17 years old, how the hell am I going to provide for this kid? Um, and it kind of put me in like a fight or flight mode. Uh, you know, being in high school, it was not opportunistic for me to get a job, you know, with trying to finish high school and get good grades and make sure I graduate with my diploma. So my son's first couple of years were rough, you know, as it would be for anyone who has a kid extremely young. But, you know, it instilled in me a a dog in me, a fight in me to make sure that no matter what, at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for your child. Life for me stopped being about me the moment my son was born. Um, you know, which leads me to why I do what I do, my thought process for how I go about things. Um, it is always my child first. Um, every decision I've made, I've always had my son's best interest uh, at the head of that decision, at the top of that decision choice, uh, because my decisions directly reflect onto my child and directs his path. Uh, so everything I've done up until this point has been to benefit my child, to make sure that he has more opportunities and better chances at getting to do things in life than I got when I was a child. Again, I come from a, a not too stable financial family. Um, you know, my family doesn't have, you know, buku bucks and a ton of money. You know, some people refer to it as old money. Hell, we didn't have old money. Hell, we didn't have new money. <laughs> we had like no money. Okay. <laughs> So, um, again, growing up in that style and in that type of family home and that type of dynamic, um, I decided the day my son was born that everything that I was going to do was going to have my son's best interest at the head of that table, at the top of that decision making, uh, to make sure that my son gets the best experiences and the best outcomes and the best um, abilities to succeed in life. Um, so again, every decision I've made, joining uh, the military reserves, wanting to go to nursing school, staying near my son when me and my son's mom split up to ensure that he had a father figure um, in his life. Again, all of these decisions are based on making sure my child gets to experience everything that I probably didn't get to experience uh, growing up as a child um, in a less than fortunate home. Is a good way that I'd like to say it. Um, but again, here we are now at, you know, 29 years old. My son's going to be 12 this year and I will be finishing up nursing school here in the next couple months. And the opportunities continue to open, you know, doors continue to open for both me uh, and my son and my wife, my family entirely. So that's a little bit of a background. Um, one life event that occurred to me at a very, very young age that's helped shape the way I view the world and how I view things and how I make my decisions. Um, and again, a lot of that is based on the fact of having a child very young. Um, I do like to put this out there that, 
you know, whether you have a child young or, you know, you have some mishaps that occur uh, when you're younger, um, you can always overcome those. It's it's not difficult. It's making sure that you have the will to continue to push forward and the drive and the work ethic. And that's one thing that I can say that I took from having a child young and making sure that I didn't give my son the same experiences and give him the same life that I had as a parent. Um, I would like to hope that you always strive to do better for your children, to give them a better life than what you had. Um, and I strongly believe in that. Um, also during that time period, um, in high school, when we found out that we were having a kid, um, I had a very good high school counselor. Um, I'll never forget him in the conversation that we had. Uh, his name is Thomas Windmiller. If, if you ever run into this guy, great guy. And I almost give credit or I don't almost, I do give, uh, Mr. Windmiller an abundance of credit for why I decided to stick around in my son's life. Cause again, I grew up, um, without my real father really in the picture, um, for most of my, uh, childhood. And Mr. Windmiller found out that me and my son's mom were going to be having a baby. And he calls me out of his office. Again, this is something that he didn't have to do, but calls me out of his office or calls me out of class. I'm sorry. And pulls me into his office. He closes the door and he sits me down and he's like, son, I want to talk to you. I'm like, okay, go ahead. Shoot Mr. Windmiller. And the conversation that ensued, uh, again, was life altering and life changing. He looks at me and he says, son, I've been in your same situation before. Only difference was I was in college. And he goes, when I was in college, me and my wife, who were just dating at the time, found out that we were having a kid and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do as far as, you know, do I finish college and not be involved in my kid's life or do I be involved in my kid's life and potentially not finish college? And... I was like, okay, well, what does that have to do with me? He was like, son, you have a very important decision to make at this point in time in your life. He was like, I know that you don't have your real father in your life. And I say that because I grew up without my father. That's what Mr. Windmiller tells me. You know, he says, my father wasn't really in the picture. And I took it upon myself to make a change in the link and break the link. And I made the decision to do the opposite of what my father did and be involved in my kid's life and that I would figure out life as it came at me. But I can at least say that I would be involved in my children's life. And it was that conversation that really hit it home for me. And I was like, wow, he makes a very, very good point. I could break the chain and change the outlook for my child by making sure I stay involved instead of following in the footsteps of my father. And again, this is not to bag on, you know, my biological dad by any means. Um, but it was at that moment where I was like, it clicks, it makes sense. Um, so again, at this point in the time, I'd like to give a big shout out and a big thank you to Mr. Thomas Windmiller, wherever you are at, just know that that conversation that we had in your office really, really changed my outlook and my thought process. And you probably steered me on the right path. 
Um, with that being said, again, we're going to wrap up this week's episode. Stay tuned in for next week's episode, though. It's going to be the first Monday of the month, and I'm going to be looking to do another giveaway. So please tune in for next week's episode so that way you can hear uh, about the giveaway that I intend on doing. Again, at the end of this episode, if you're still here, for the love of God, tell your grandma, tell your grandpa, tell your mom, tell your dad, your brothers, your sisters, your best friend, your coworker that you don't really like, but you have to converse with them because you have to sit next to them at work. Tell them about this podcast. Continue to spread the word. Let's continue to grow this community. Again, if you have any recommendations, questions, or comments, again, please feel free to hop into my DMs uh, at so here it is podcast on Instagram. You can send it to our email um, at so here it is podcast at gmail.com. Or if you see me in person, you can let me know in person. Again, thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Again, it was a little bit of a change up. Don't worry, next week we'll get back into the groove of things. I'll throw out some more advice, but I figured again, I want to grow this community and make you guys feel comfortable coming to this podcast. And a good way of doing that is giving you guys some back history on me so that way you guys feel like you know me, which again, as we continue the role, you guys will get to know me a little bit better. Again, have a blessed week. Have an amazing week. Go out there, obtain your goals, kill it, and we will see you guys next Monday.